Welcome to Radio Life Ray, episode 43. My name is Olaf Koch and I'm happy to present the second of our series of conversations held during DEF CON 2014 in Darmstadt, Germany. Application performance management, a quite nice topic, but unfortunately a very short one. Now, don't grieve. Uh, this is the first part of a conversation with Brett Swaim, which we had at DEF CON. And there is another episode in the queue. Um, this has already been recorded, but I wanted to release um, conversation for conversation because all of the post-processing actually takes some time. So prepare for a second one. And actually, um, to put him onto a spot, we have agreed to have several more of these conversations. We just have to find time, but there will be a lot more in the area of Brett's expertise. Now, without further ado, let's go into the conversation with Brett Swaim. Great. Uh, so I am again at DEFCON and I'm meeting with people here, uh, this time with one of our principal consultants in LifeRay USA, and uh, that's Brett Swaim. Hi, Brett. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, we have scheduled to talk about application performance monitoring, and you are one of the, uh, how would I say, uh, primary sources for that within LifeRay because you have quite a lot of um, history in that you acquired a lot of experience and um, that's what I'd like to tap into because I couldn't come to your presentation and now I hope to get the elevator pitch uh, what did I miss absolutely no problem so um, I'm a principal consultant at LifeRay and what that means is basically when you have a problem and you can't solve it you're going to call LifeRay and LifeRay is going to say which which issue are you having and if that issue happens to be performance nine times out of ten you're going to end up talking to me because it's pretty much what I do. Um, for the last year, I've been working at a, a Fortune 500 client, and all I've been doing is performance tuning uh, on their portal. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good thing. And, and the reason I wanted to do this, this uh, chat with you was because this is the third time that I've done this exact same performance uh, work. And the last thing that I want to do as a consultant is keep doing the same thing over and over again. So what I really want to do is present this data to a wide audience, which is why I give the exact same talk at the North American Symposium in Boston that I did here in DevCon. Mm -hmm. And each time I get the same responses of, we didn't know you could do that, or we didn't know how to do that. And I don't want that response. I want everybody to go, oh, that is so old news. We set that up two years ago, and it's working fine, and we're on to other problems, mm -hmm. right? So what, I, what I'm going to do is just basically present it in the same way that I presented uh, at both the conferences. Now, I'm going to focus a lot on an application called New Relic, and that's a cloud-based uh, application performance manager, right? And there's, there's other ones available. If you, uh, there's actually a Gartner report that just came out uh, in October of 2014. So it's very recent for this talk because it's only November now. Yep. And uh, they give you a, a magic quadrant, which is like the top right corner. And it's going to give you the top three rated uh, APM tools, Right, New Relic is one, Compuware is one, and uh, there's another one. It's like App Dynamics, mm -hmm. um, and they they all do about the same thing. Mm -hmm. So to caveat the whole conversation, if you can't store things in the cloud, don't write this whole thing off as oh I can't use it. I'm just talking about New Relic because that's what I've used. There, there are others available that are stored locally. That um, you know, if you're like education or government or medical, you can still use this stuff. So mm -hmm. what I would present to the to the listener of the podcast is. How do you monitor your servers today? And in general, the answer to, that I get to that is, you know, we'll use Nagios or Zabbix. And, you know, we can see the CPU levels. We can see server memory and things like that. 
And, and I would posit that that's not enough, right? You need to watch the JVM. So what, what I'm going to tell you about is just I'm going to give you anecdotes of what I've seen in the past and then how we've gotten around that. And hopefully you're going to hear something that you're experiencing and, and then fix it. Mm-hmm. Right? So um, the current client that I'm working on now, when I first came in, they were having 20 plus second page load times, right? And um, they, they really had been doing a lot of development. They had a lot of portlets uh, running LifeRay and they were very unhappy because obviously a 20 second page load time is not a good thing to have, yeah. right? So um, what I did was I came up to them and I said, okay, how are you monitoring? You know, how do you know you have a 20 second page load time? Let's start there. And they said, oh, well, you know, our clients email us and they're complaining. And I go, okay. And how do you, how do you check that? And they say, okay, well, you know, we just log in with our own PCs and it's actually okay with us. You know, we see like four seconds. And I say, okay, well, that's obviously not a good enough test, yeah. right? So um, we need to start figuring out what pages are slow. Okay, first. So they say, okay, great. So what we did was we, uh, we actually installed something called the ELK stack. It's E-L-K. The E stands for Elasticsearch. The L stands for Logstash. And the K stands for uh, Kibana. And basically, it's a way to parse Apache logs or JBoss or Tomcat or any logs, really. Mm-hmm. Break them into their component formats. Store them in a searching server. And then Kibana is just a PHP app that visualizes all that data for you, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really nice because we had a bunch of servers. And instead of having to go through the logs on each one, we pushed all the logs into Elasticsearch, so they were all held in one spot, and then I was able to search across all of the servers at once for page load times. And uh, By default, the Apache access logs don't actually give you page load times. You have to add it with a, a dash T and a dash capital D, and that's going to give you um, time in seconds and time in microseconds. So I'm not going to explain it here because it won't make any sense, but if you just Google Apache logs microseconds, you'll be able to add it very quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, after looking at that and graphing it, what we found was pretty much every page was slow. Every page, right? Now, normally it's better when I can look at it and say, okay, well, this page is slow. Let's look at what portlets are on this page and go from there. But the whole portal was slow. Mm -hmm. And the only reason it wasn't slow for them um, internally was because they were internal, right? They were inside the network. And they were hitting it on non-peak time because it was a worldwide portal. So there there was a lot of of stuff going on there. So um, what I ended up doing was installing New Relic as well. And taking a look at all their settings. And uh, New Relic can do a lot of cool things. The first thing I wanted to do was kind of look at their JVM. Because I asked them, you know, (laughs) this is perfect. So I I went to them and I said, "Uh, how much memory are you using? And they said, "Uh, like none, like zero, like it's awesome. Uh And I said, oh, that's that's great. That's really great. Um, How, you know, how much memory do you have? And, And they said, oh, like 128 gigs. And I said you have 128 gigs in your JVM? And they said, well, no, on the server. And I said, oh, okay. That's a fair mistake. How much do you have in your JVM? I think I see 128 gigs. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Okay, let's, let's take a look at your environment. They were stock, unchanged life rate. They didn't set up XMX, XMS. They didn't change their garbage collectors. I mean, everything was, as you download it, from liferay.com, I was really glad to see that they were not, in fact, using a hypersonic for a database. At least that was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went in and I just said, uh, this is not going to work, right? So then we actually hooked New Relic up, which gave us visualization on garbage collection, and they were doing full stop the worlds. They only had two gigabytes of heap on a server that had 128 gigs of RAM. Like, it's just crazy. So they were, they're, they were running out of memory, and their GC was going crazy, and just killing their servers, just that was it, right? Yeah, then I believe uh, under that circumstance, I believe any page load time that you give me. 
Right. Absolutely. So um, the first thing we did was we went in, we changed the JVM. We upped it to four gigs, then six, then eight, then 12, then 16, then 20, then 24. And what we found was that 16, 20, and 24, it, it actually hurt them. It was mm-hmm. so much memory that the garbage collection times went crazy. So we, we settled on 12 gigs, and then we started looking at the garbage collection algorithms. And um, this, this client was an EE cl- customer, so they uh, did use our um, EE white paper after the fact, since I said fix your GC, yep. to, to you know, set up GC. And basically what they did was they, they took the high-volume uh, setup in the white paper, and they just copy and pasted. There's this uh, starting point, right? Uh, right. Well, yes, it's supposed to be a starting point, but they didn't understand that. So when a week later, when, when I started looking at GC stuff, I saw that they had stuff in there and I saw, mm-hmm. oh, okay, great. They actually did. I didn't really look at it. My fault. Um, but I said, okay, let's just go with it. And um, it actually ran a lot better because they turned a concurrent mark sweep. You know, they weren't doing full stop the worlds. Mm-hmm. It was way better. But the the white paper setup, A, is a starting point and B, it's set for extremely fast transactions which is fine for a stock life rate, but not if you have custom portlets, mm-hmm. right? The second you start doing things, you have to start tuning that. So um, like they had a max tenuring threshold was at uh, maximum 65,500 and something. And they had survivor spaces set to zero. Um, and so over a couple months, we were actually able to go back and tune that just based it, based on our APM tool at New Relic, mm-hmm. um, just looking at the graphs and saying, this isn't, this isn't working, right? You, we need... Eden, we need, you know, uh, old gen, we need survivor space for your app because it's using it. And we found a, a sweet spot. I'm not even going to say the numbers because somebody's going to copy and paste that and I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, so that was really great. Um, it, that actually helped a lot. That brought them just those changes brought them down to like five seconds, mm-hmm. which five seconds still really isn't a great number, yeah. right? That's still a sluggish page. It's not 20 seconds, but it's better. So um, the next thing that we did was we looked uh, in Kibana. How, how was that internally? Like when 20 seconds externally were four seconds internally? Um, yeah. And then how were these five seconds it was, internally? It was about five and four. It didn't really affect much internally. Okay. Um, but And then the next thing that we did didn't either, but it, <laughs> this is cool. So, so the next thing that we did was I was looking at my Elk stack. So now I've got two setups, right? Mm-hmm. Just to go back to that. I'm using Elk which analyzes the Apache logs and I'm using new relic, which is analyzing the Java uh, app servers. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, I was looking at the Apache logs and what I saw was we had just a ton of hits to JPEGs. I mean, a ton, a ton, a ton. And they Mm -hmm. were taking forever, like two, three seconds. And you know, that's a blocking IO request in the browser. And there's only six threads available, uh, in Chrome and Firefox. So if you have six images and they take two, two seconds to download, you're blocking for two seconds. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I said that's a problem. Right, you're serving it from the document library. It's a guest view image. So why don't we cache this? And they said, Well, what 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 do we use to cache it? And I said, Okay, let's use a CDN. So we threw up a CDN. We started caching all the images. We started caching the JavaScript. We started caching the CSS. And what's cool is, I mean, if you look uh, in in new or uh, not new relic in Kibana at that time, you actually watch the CDN turn on. It's the coolest thing. They've got this big graph. It's really tall. You know, it's holding it like five plus seconds. And then um, we enable the CDN caching. And you watch the thing fall off like a waterfall. It was so cool, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're down to like nothing because we're not running the minifier filter for the JS and CSS. We're not running combo servlet for the minifier for anything like that. We're not downloading images anymore. Um, so it was really, it was really telling, right? And you, you show a client that, you show your management that, and you say, look what I did. And they're going to say, oh, this is awesome. Even if they don't know they have performance issues, this will show them. Yep. So um, that's, that's just the, the first, like the starting 
stuff that I would do if I was to come into a client now that has performance issues. I would throw in one of those three APM tools that I was telling you about. I would throw on um, Kibana with the uh, um, page timing and just look and see what's slow. Because nowadays I can look at I can look at Kibana and I can tell that client right now that um, you know these are your top ten slowest assets. So it's really great. The last thing that I want to hear as a developer and as a consultant is somebody emailed us and told us something's broken or something's slow. What I want to do is know when it breaks or when it's slow and fix it early mm. so nobody notices it. And now that they're using these tools, they're able to do that. It's really cool. Um, somebody d- deployed a theme to their uh, production environment and they didn't do the um, context path properly. Mm-hmm. So all the images, JS and CSS were broken. And uh, one of their IT guys was looking at Kibana Live, uh, like I told him to do. And um, all of a sudden, we had a graph that was just showing errors. That's all we were looking for was HTTP 404s, 500s, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you look at the graph, and it's, it's a histogram, and it just spikes, right? All of a sudden, we get bars that are zero and one going to thousands in, in no time at all, mm-hmm. right? So you actually, in Kibana, you can select a time range and break down the graph and see what's going on. And you can see the 404s right there calling uh, an image and a JavaScript file and a CSS file with just garbage, right? It wasn't right. So we were actually uh, able to start up a call with IT and the developers, start the development of the new theme to get it fixed. We'd built the war. We'd used the build server to build everything. It was starting to deploy, and we got our first email about the page being broken. So... It's just so cool, right? I mean, yep. somebody saw it. A few people saw it. But we saved ourselves at least a half an hour of pain by being proactive. So that's like my big story for you got to monitor your servers. You know, there's there's ways to do it. Um, use one of the big three that I would say from that Gartner report. Set up the Elk Stack. The Elk Stack, by the way, is totally free. Open source, free mm-hmm. as in beer, free as in speech, um, and free as in performance, right? You're, this isn't a Java agent for the Elk Stack. Yeah. You're just reading logs, parsing them, and kicking them over to another server. So it doesn't even hurt you. So uh, there's no reason to not do something there. And it'll, it'll yeah. help you. That's great. So um, currently we'll, we will have to interrupt this for a bit and uh, maybe make a second episode out of uh, the other aspects that we want to talk about. Um, and, uh, well, I'll see you again soon uh, or hear you again soon uh, as this episode comes out in audio. And uh, thanks for being here. Absolutely. No problem. Thank you so much.